0: testing testing we are live with the aspen nft gaming spotlight today's spaces is the gamification of top shot hi josh i see you get on up here get on up here josh Josh, you here? Oh, there! Oh,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Ah, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's oh, up? Hey, I see Dream Shake. Cause I uh, see Dream is here too. Yeah, um, Dream, you might have to request or um or
0: pull him up on stage, there, Steve. Oh, I did not know you could do that. Uh, I could invite. I don't know if you can speak. or not. He might have to request. I invited. It's not like Discord where I could just throw people around. Here we are. <laughs> you
1: can't just body people like you can't. No. Nah.
0: I don't have the power.
2: What's going on, guys? Uh, Mic check, I guess. Is this all right? Can you guys hear me? Sounds good. Dream. Yep. What's going on? Great to be on. Appreciate you guys for doing this. Can't wait.
0: Yeah. Get started uh, any minute now. Uh, Give it a minute or two. Let people roll in. But just to reiterate, um, the focus of today's spaces is going to be the gamification of Top Shot. Uh, these Aspen gaming spotlights are focused on play to earn um, or play and earn gaming communities. And now with the recent Top Shot changes um, and, you know, kind of with the switch to move your moments to non-custodial wallets, there's going to be sort of a possibility of renting your moments out to other collectors and users. So it's kind of changing the way we. Use uh, the platform. I also see moment nerd jumped on in if you want to come up here and speak at any time um, Let me know it's it's awesome to have you. We all love your Your uh, your platform and your site. So thanks for coming in
1: Yeah moment nerd um... I don't know if you need a request there or receive. Yeah, throw him the invite. And I think he's picking up his his kid from school. So, you know, and I I can definitely relate to that. Um, I'm just lucky with the time zone here. So Um, I'm really happy to have him and Dream on today because they've been doing a lot um, with the Flash challenges, you know, as they exist today. Um, And as, um, you know, kind of Aspen retweeted one of my articles from January, I was just looking at, you know, just kind of reading the tea leaves of, of what Top Shot was doing, um, you know, with these flash challenges and, and literally a day apart, you know, they kind of launched the flash challenges as we know it. And the next day they had Moment Ranks, uh, they sponsored Moment Ranks to pay out the top 100 finishers, which was a huge jump from the what was previously the top five finishers uh, for, for Moment Ranks play, which I never finished top five, uh, so I never... You know uh thusly earned <laughs> but but once i went to 100 I've, I've placed a couple times and it's fun and um you know i got like 14th i think is the highest i've gotten but um it's it makes it really fun so you kind of could see them um turning on the gamification uh if you could a little bit and um but dream i mean um i mean i don't know if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing around the flash challenges um you know, with what, what what you're doing there in your community.
2: Yeah. So, um, it's an interesting story, you know, maybe I'll wait for a little bit of the origin, the actual origin story of, uh, stats to cash, but in kind of the most, uh, I guess, minute way, uh, basically we set up because of the feature from moment ranks community, basically it, Almost became like a contest between different sub communities of, you know, uh, basically you sign up, you join the invite link, and you know your community. Let's say, Boards to Buckets and Hustle and Showroom. Uh, you'll see the amount of people in each respective community, and it was a really cool way to see kind of the account values and in, in terms of your community in a very transparent way. So just started off with that, and you know, I just would play a game amongst the community, like, hey, whoever's the top three scores, I'll throw you guys a couple moments. And uh, from there, uh, one of our uh, fellow uh, players uh, ended up scoring in the top uh, 10, like several times. And he was like, yeah, this this guy, he's running an Excel spreadsheet and he's got like a buy me a coffee thing going on and been using uh, this tool for, for, you know, the past couple of times and it's been working. So I was like, oh, interesting. And he put the both of us together. And from there, we just both have been collaborating towards one another and uh, I'll give them the shout out, it's stats to Cash is the name of the, uh, of the sub-community that we have under boards to buckets uh, And I actually see a fellow, <laughs> so we got iHeart Pat Bevin here actually in the spaces and he scored, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, top three, two days in a row uh, using that uh, stats to Cash tool. And basically, it's just turned into almost like a little family where we go in there every day and chop it up around you know, three, four o'clock. Who are you going to start today? It leaks into a bunch of MBA talk. So uh, within our Discord, that's really where we house a lot of the conversation. But people are free to use the tool in their own ways, because really, it's just based on what you own in your collection. And uh, you know, one last thing that I'll mention before I pass it off is that if you're somebody who's new in this space, um, don't be limited by the fact that oh you you see somebody with a rare you see somebody with a legendary it's such a small bonus and the edges that we find in our community come in a lot of ways with these s3 moments which if you know you talk amongst the top shot circle it's been the bane of hatred for so long and everybody wants deflationary uh uh you know mechanics and i think it's that. Overall is good for the system, but I think as time goes on and moment ring starts to, you know, wind up this game in terms of more tools and and supporting more communities like ours, uh, you'll start to see, you know, let's say a Darius Garland assist that's valued right now at the base level price of S3s, but people that are sharp enough to know that that's a bonus that's been hitting for 10 games let's say after the sexton injury uh they'll pick up those moments and you might see a little uptick and people will wonder why that happens and so there's kind of this whole mini market that i could see in the future uh as as top shot kind of goes and supports uh fantasy games like moment ranks and there's all sorts of different possibilities moment nerd has been fantastic with how you can take the ui of flash games of flash challenges themselves and make it digestible for the average uh collector out there. So it's just been a wonderful journey to be on with Daniel, uh, both as just a partner, but also to in terms of just his ingenuity with the tool. So I, I see him in here right now and uh, definitely want to go and give him a shout out in here.
1: That's that's awesome. I mean, and you know, that that's what I, I think some people don't even um, have have not even, I know I didn't for a long time, so I'm one of these people, but I did not even read like the FAQ on Moment Ring's play. Um, and understand the boost, you know, and, and that the play type really matters. And you're exactly right. There's some S3 moments where some just very like floor kind of moments um, that don't really matter if it's a 60K, if it's a, a, you know, versus a rare or something else, it's the play type, um, like a block, it, I think has the biggest boost, right? Or steals um, and three pointers and stuff like that. And so um, just seeing and then going back and looking at their last 10 day uh, average, So I do recommend to anyone listening, if you haven't looked at Moment Ranks play, they do have a it's somewhere buried in their site. But if you if you look on the play site, you'll find the FAQ and it breaks down the scoring system. And I highly recommend just kind of familiarizing yourself with that just on a real base level.
2: Yeah. Um, and also, too, I know that on our side, we're going to be do- doing quite a bit more content. So, actually, I'll be setting up my lineup and people will be able to chime in. Oh, what should I do? Kind of taking the Discord maybe from like inside of our little community and maybe branching it out so other people can kind of hop on and get the uh, FAQs kind of in a more, uh, I guess, digestible way visually or if they're going to listen in. Uh, so, definitely uh, for anybody out there who wants to check out Boards to Buckets or Stats to Cash, one way or another, we'll, we'll get that out to you guys as well. But yeah, the edges in the boosts are, are tremendous. And so, uh, Uh, Daniel's just a savant when it comes to finding like the splices in the data like he he looks so deep like I remember one of the first like impressions that I had of him was looking at the steel types and so the boosts are dramatic on the steels but the rate in which they get hit very dodgy depending on who the player is depending on who the opponent is like you can really get deep into this and so uh, I we always get really excited talking about uh, moment ranks for sure
0: That's awesome. Uh, uh, you know, I've seen your your stuff a few times when I was into the uh, ranks play. You know, very very early on, and 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 like you said, I I used to be a oh I don't have this rare or or legendary moment, so I'm going to be edged out by these people. But like you said, it's it's just really, you know, putting your putting your nose down. You know, finding the best the best players, really diving into the stats, and you know it's. It's great that the Top Shot community as a whole has come together to um, put these resources um, together um, in a way that, you know, everyone can can use and participate.
2: Yeah. And one of the really cool things, too, is it's added a lot of utility and it's so quick how it can happen I based on what can... Moment Rinks decides to do. Sorry.
0: No, I just wanted to say uh um, hello uh, moment nerd I, I brought him up as a speaker um, if you if he wanted to introduce himself I'm not I'm not forcing anyone to do anything but just uh, if you wanted to give an introduction here
3: Yeah hey thanks for uh, inviting me. Um, yeah, so I'm moment nerd uh, you know my real name's Kevin um, and you know I've been building just various tools and, and things for the top talk community for. Uh, you know, about nine months or so now. Um, I think my latest thing is, uh, yeah, around flash challenges, just pulling in a ton of data from the NBA and from, from Top Shot and trying to piece it together and, and, and try to highlight some of these, uh, you know, moments and, and just, you know, being able to keep track of things in one place instead of having to jump back and forth between ESPN.com and, and Top Shot and the prices and all that stuff. So, um, been a lot of fun for me. Uh, you know, community is so, so great and, um you know and and really, it, it feels like it's really just the beginning here with, with all the new announcements of all the, the dev tools and all the non custodial stuff is, is getting me really excited about, about
0: what's to come. Yeah,
1: moment nerd, uh, dad moves. I just, you know, um, whenever I saw that announcement, I think they launched that on the blog the day before, like the big spaces and uh, and all that about yeah. the non custodial wallets, I just immediately thought of you, and then of course, I go to your Twitter uh you know street our feed and and there you are tweeting about the possibilities and just like because i mean let's just be honest like your flash challenge tool has been really helpful for so many in the community i know i've used it every time uh, essentially and um so i think it's just really cool like the ideas that you were kind of talking about on your on, on your twitter the other day do, do you want to you know expound on those a little bit without getting without you know dropping too much
3: alpha yeah for sure so um I just think there's there's so many things that you can do, uh, you know, with the non-custodial that you can't do today. And today, honestly, like it's very limited in terms of what devs can do. I mean, we have this kind of unofficial API thing that you can sort of use and you get rate limited on it, but you don't really know what the limits are. And so you're just kind of going back and forth with this undocumented thing and, and piecing it together. Um, but... You know, I, I see it as kind of the, the one step in, in this direction towards building out this whole ecosystem, this whole platform to really enable developers to do super interesting things. Like, you know, we're already seeing it with like floating and, and with, uh, you know, collateral and, and loans and, you know, I think fractionalization and a lot of kind of DeFi stuff is, is coming and I think that'll be really fun. Um, I also think there's a ton of stuff we can do with uh, the community in terms of, you know, Working together, maybe there's a flash challenge and my site can kind of highlight hey, maybe you're missing a bottleneck, but somebody else has two. Maybe somebody can trade that over or, or loan it out or, or something like that. Um, that otherwise, you know, you can kind of do that in Discord, but it's a little bit shady. You kind of have to trust the person. You don't want to lose your moments if you're kind of passing them back and forth. And so that's always stuff that, you know, I've kind of shied away from. I don't want to be the middleman in, in some trade where. You know, something goes wrong, and then people are blaming me. But you know, this is is on the blockchain, and and I can, you know, programmatically do things. Just opens up a ton of possibilities. So, yeah, for me personally, super, super excited about that, and and what's to come.
0: Yeah, that's um, me and and Dad. Moves right before the space is something we talked about um, as part of the non-custodial wallets. Even if you have a small. Um, friend group you have four or five people and you know instead of turning moments into trade tickets you could say oh we're just going to pool these moments together and then if there's a flash challenge and this moment comes up and one of us doesn't have it you know you can take it from the big pool and just borrow it for the time being or you know all these other things or even if someone wants to rent a moment for a flash challenge and it's you know say $40 and you know, they'll let you rent it for $10 just for the challenge. So instead of you going out and buying a whole moment, that you're only going to use once, you know, you pay a little less to get the challenge done um, and then, and then give it right back. So there's, there's so many possibilities that I'm sure we're not even thinking of right now that we'll see uh, be manifested um, down the line. Uh, But, but I think, you know, what we're thinking of now and, and rental and, you know, it, integration with your, with your flash challenge tool is a, is a great start for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's, um, you know, there's just so many more things that, that we can do. And, and I, you know, I, I love that, that idea of, teaming kind of up. Um, I think it's interesting, you know, there's like, uh, you know, take take moment to play. I mean, first of all, they can do so much, you know, by themselves with that, but you think about like, you know, professional poker players where they'll go into a tournament and maybe like ten of them will kind of team up and say, hey, if one of us catches, we'll split, you know, twenty percent of that. Um, you know, you can do something like that for speculation on a flash challenge or, you know, going in together on um, you know, a legendary pack. Say five people go together, only one hits. Everybody can kind of kind of split that or maybe you share some of the MDLEs or whatever it is in there. I think there's, you know, again, just so much creative stuff that it unlocks and And at the end of the day, like, yeah, it'd be great if if TopShot themselves did everything and and it was all on the platform, but they just don't have the bandwidth. They just, you know, it's unrealistic to expect a single, you know, company to be able to be so good at, you know, building a game and building DeFi tools and building all of these other things. Um, So I love that they're just kind of going to hopefully focus on their core, you know, what they do best. And then... You know, outsource stuff like you know to Moment Ranks or, or to other other developers or, or gaming um, that are going to be able to really focus in on that, and then we'll kind of have this. this nice going, so. Yeah, and, and
0: yeah. I think. Uh, whoa, um, now I, I think um, with their announcement to pledge what was it, ten million dollars in Flow or something? I don't remember the exact number. Um, to these developers building these tools um, is is something that tells me that, you're right, they don't have the bandwidth to do all this, so they're relying on um, these community creators who are already doing this and rewarding them, you know, um, with this flow or these grants to make their platforms better and, and more robust or, or give them, you know, the, the capacity to expand and build out if they already don't have it. Um, another thing I wanted to say is, Hi, Dr. Jeremy, I saw you, so I pulled you up. You've been pretty vocal about Top Shot's recent um, updates and, and what they've been doing, so I'm sure we all want to hear what you have to say.
4: Um, I, you know, I actually wanted to keep it on gamification. Um, I It doesn't make sense when I start this conversation, but you'll get where I'm going. I just spent, like, the better part of an hour with my bank trying to sort out why they blocked me from using Zelle to pay someone. Uh, and, and essentially they thought it was suspicious. Um, it, I used it to pay a driver who took me to the airport very early in the morning on Saturday and they blocked it. So, you know, the, for whatever reason, it triggered off. But there's all these hoops that I'm jumping through to try to resolve this payment. And I think from my perspective, it was just like one of those moments where I realized how, how dead traditional finance is going to be at some point, because like once you have a, a way to not have to deal with that pain point, no one's going to choose that pain point. And even the things that are supposed to make, you know, tr- transactions easy are actually not that easy because people screw it up. And, and I think that's the part of it. So what, what excites me about the gamification and specifically about the non-custodial wallet situation is floaty. And the ability to access liquidity out of your assets and and generate you know passive income by by you know creating loans and it's not I guess pure gamification but I, I think the ability as as Moment Nerd said to like allow people to build on top of this platform uh, nurture and provide grants to to help people build on, on top of this platform. Uh, and then the ability to access liquidity, which is a problem that is really heavy in all of the NFTs right now across Ethereum. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be really, really compelling. Um, and, and, you know, like I'm selling off a lot of moments right now, but a lot of the reason for that is because I want liquidity to do some other purchases. So, you know, it would be great if I could use the, you know, the the, the equity or liquidity in my moments and not have to sell them. And, and and take a loan out so that I could get some other NFTs. And if I have such huge conviction on them, I'll get returns and then I'll pay it back off. So um, that's all I wanted to say. Really enjoying the space uh, and, and really excited uh, dream. Really grateful that you're here. Uh, you're a real one and moment nerd. Thanks for joining as well. Of course, thanks. glad to be here,
2: man. Um, One thing I wanted to mention was you actually hit on the mark that uh, I wanted to talk about real quick and it's the Dow possibility. Uh, That is something the turnaround on that was incredible. I don't know if they had been working on it already, or if a little discussion that I was kind of engaged in on Twitter might have yielded like a much quicker deliverable but in a very long story uh, short. Uh, Basically, someone wanted to create a sort of business account on TopShot, a business TopShot account. And so they created a second account by the same individual, but its intention and its purpose was for a business of sorts. And so what ended up happening is there was an S1 LeBron that they use as collateral in that account, and TopShot flagged it as a multi-user and then shut it down. So the conversation on that particular day was about, whether you really can own your NFT or your NBA top shots as, you know, uh, as, as digital property, which is something that Dr. Jeremy is consistently talking about in uh, Aspen. And so, you know, obviously I, I caught onto it as like, Whoa, like I own a lot of this stuff. Do I really own it though? And so, you know, kind of brought up the conversation about just, you know, the the litany of issues in terms of what happens to the LeBron James moment, you know, when will business accounts happen? I had several people DM me actually and, and say, well, actually, I've been on the platform for two years, and they promised this over a year ago. And so long story short, within maybe like three or four hours, Roham himself, answers under the tweet that, you know, we had had this discussion, and basically said, we onboarded the second account, we're going to onboard the second account manually, you have a solution in your inbox right now as we speak. And as and on top of that, uh, the possibility of business accounts and DAOs, that's something that we're working on actively. And then they announced that crazy announcement of decentralized uh, or uh, non-custodial wallets uh, the day before the actual spaces. And so, I mean, the deliverable and just quick turnaround on that was just insane, I thought. But uh, the possibility of DAOs and kind of erasing that those middlemen hurdles that Dr. Jeremy was speaking about, I'm personally very excited about that. As someone who's done a lot of content, it can drain your Top Shot account to do quite a bit of it. And so, just being able to pool assets in some other kind of account out there, Try, there's going to be a lot of hurdles to be able to manifest that in a way that's you know equal among the entire marketplace but the dynamics themselves and the possibilities to me are so exciting and so yeah uh, great job <laughs> dr jeremy you were right there where i wanted to go yeah
0: no i i, I that would be huge for um you know businesses of all kinds because even us a little bit on the smaller scale here for the moments our podcast that we've been doing for right around a year now, I I pretty much stopped doing giveaways because it was all from my, from my personal account. And, you know, it's sending gifts and this and that and coordinating with the person on the other side. And it's, you know, all these moments are coming out of my wallet or, you know, um, I'm having a friend send them to me. But if I could have a second here for the moments account and it, it'd be set up, you know, as a business and I could just transfer all my moments there and just have a big pool of moments sitting in there. Um, that would make things a lot easier. And I'm sure there's a lot of other big creators that do a lot of big giveaways and that would make their lives a lot easier too because it's just, you know, it's it's, it's a whole thing. Um, coordinating these giveaways and, and setting things up and some someone's got to pay for the moment, you know what I mean? And um, Steve, on, on the one end.
4: Yeah. I, I was going to say like, you know, uh, so f- part of the fundamental like belief that I have is that you have to be able to do more than buy and sell these things. And I think that to me is the greatest value of top shots gamification strategy. And even as someone who's working on a team, hold on
0: um, I would say even the- as someone
4: who's working on a team that's building a marketplace, like we're trying to figure out how do we take that gamification, that top shot uses through challenges and embedded into just our regular marketplace functionality, because it's so sticky as a consumer, you want to make transactions and you want to get involved and you want to do and take actions on a platform because there's this little gamified component that rewards you.
0: Right. Um, you know, that's, that's a problem that plagues pretty much every NFT. You know, what can I do with this besides flip it or buy another one or, or, or you know, hold on it. That's, that's always the big question is utility where what am I getting out of this? A lot of it is art and you know people can speculate on art, you know, what is the purpose of having a Picasso painting in your house besides to stare at it, which is a big argument for a lot of these things, but for something like Top Shot that's more of a collectible and and in the beginning don't get me wrong series 1 was a lot of speculation. People were getting really rich really quick and congratulations if you did um but for a lot of us it was just a form of digital basketball cards and you know we were collecting and having fun and you know now it's to the point where it's okay what else and i think the flash challenges um and their very first introduction and the way they are now are great it's a fantastic addition to the platform and you know it seems to be universally loved and you know now we're almost getting to the point where it's what else is there? You know, is is this it? They talked about hardcore a while ago, you know, a, a mobile game where you'd be able to use your moments in some sort of gaming capacity. And we haven't seen anything from that. You know, so a lot of people are, are wondering what the next steps are. What does kind of the future look like?
1: Yeah. And Dad um, moves again. I just wanted to say, too, because um, I thought this was a real important, like, kind of uh, side note in the uh, new announcements from Top Shot. I've got a couple friends in Top Shot um, that that don't like the gamification stuff, right? Um, And so when they started shifting that way, and even when I wrote that article, I had some people like, oh gosh, you know, I I think I really freaked out because a lot of people really do value these as collectibles, strictly as collectibles. They don't want to play with them. They don't have time to play with them or keep up with the Flash challenges. Um, I have a really close friend in Top Shot. He was my first Twitter friend on Top Shot, is inspired by Mamba. Uh, and his wife Ganamamba, they're they're the uh they're, they're the best people and um he's he's really into collecting like you know special moments like you know like s1s low bronze and stuff like that and so now there's a you know they they mentioned this nugget in the update spend based rewards right and essentially they're just saying um you know they're going to make special benefits available to people you know based on net spend um not just you know guys like me stacking different S3 plays for moment ranks, right? Or or you know, kind of cheaper commons and stuff like that for moment ranks play. So I thought that was a really um intuitive uh move on their on their part to kind of counterbalance some of that so that it, it's not not just gamification of uh, pedal to the metal, which it has been these last few months. Um and and they kind of counterbalance that for the collector types that just do want to collect Really cool moments, and just yeah, enjoy collecting them, uh, and not not wanting to play with them. So I thought that was a cool, um, you know, kind of update that they said is coming soon as well. Uh, No timeline on that, but I I saw that in the in the um, in the blog here.
4: I was just gonna add, uh, like, we had Nifty League on the Aspen NFT Gaming Spotlight last week, and part of their model is they have a play and earn game that's like Smash Brothers. When you play, you earn tokens. But the the NFTs, which are the unlockable characters, are like $1,500 a piece, which is priced out like a lot of people, most normal humans. And so what they've done is created a rental structure that you could pay a tiny bit of their token, which stimulates their economy, and then you can rent the NFT, play with it. You earn 70% of the tokens. They keep 30 and you can scale yourself up to then own an NFT. And similarly, they're going to have free to play where you can not, you know, pay anything, but you'll get a tiny amount of tokens. And my point is that if you're late to Top Shot, and by late, I mean you're just starting, what the gamification allows you to do is to to roll your money up when, when you know, there's a run on an Isaac Okoro moment and it shoots up to $200. You can sell that, you know, $10 moment, and then you can cash it to then roll deeper in your team or get, like... You know, uh, uh, maybe a cheaper LeBron moment, and I think that we 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 don't talk about that. And I would say that like that's the strategy. If someone was new to Top Shot, that's what I would say. Don't throw a ton of money in it straight away. Use the gamification element and the and the market stimulation to grow your your Top Shot portfolio. And you know, you could take a five hundred dollars start, and you could do a lot with that if you were looking at it from this idea of I want to get a ton of S three moments. I want to be ready for challenges. Uh, I think you could do a lot with that.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I did that, you know, coming in because I joined right around February. So, you know, early S2, Cool Cats was like my first set. And I, I was spending money on stupid things, ser- cereals that I thought would be valuable. Um, I spent a lot of money to get the gift set done. And I'm sure a lot of people, you know, who were early on in Shot did the exact same thing. And because we we had no, you know, no one can predict the future. We had no idea it would be a, you know, um, gamified future, and there would be these flash challenges. But if I can go back, um, knowing what I know now, I, I yeah, I would take money and spread it out across, you know, some rookies here and there, role players, a little bit of stars, because it just it makes your collection valuable in a way that's not purely, you know, oh, are my moments up or down today because oh cool, your $2 moment turned into a $3 moment. No one's making any money. Um but they're valuable for for challenges and and future stuff that they're building maybe just not gains on
4: paper. I'd be curious to know what Dream and Moment Nerd think of that as like a new collector new to the platform strategy. Uh, you know, that you could you could use to sort of get yourself started because I think people kind of get excited and overextend themselves when they first start.
3: I know, like, for me personally, that is kind of the approach I took just because I'm kind of a cheatskate. Like, I didn't want to put a lot of money in and, and explaining that to my wife that I spent, you know, $1,000 on a basketball video was it wasn't going to go over well. So, you know, I had a very small bankroll and just had to kind of, uh, you know, find those opportunities to kind of level myself up. and You know, some of them worked, some of them didn't. But, you know, it's one thing that kind of got me more into the data side, too, is trying to, you know, look across the market and try to see, hey, where might something be underpriced? Where might there be some trends where something might be coming up? Or, you know, start to look at challenges, things like that. And um, started listening to podcasts, you know, to find out, you know, more, more about that, like, on the moment was one of the first ones that kind of got me into more of the, you know the data side and, and the market side and, and got me really excited about about that piece besides just the basketball side um so yeah i think it's i think it's great and i think you know flash challenges actually are pretty interesting but they're also pretty dangerous i know i have gotten overextended in in speculating on some things especially early on and have some moments in my account now that i bought way higher or down you know 40 50 because 60k out something like that that you know, even me as somebody who really, really is deep and follows this, you know, just didn't I miss something? You know, and and, and uh, you know, just lost some value on things. So, um, you know, I, I do think if you're willing to put in that time, you know, in some ways it is kind of like that that play to earn type of game, where a little bit of a grind, but you know, it's, it's you know, a way to level up without having to put a ton of money in up front.
2: Yeah, and uh, piggybacking on that, I don't know if anybody caught into the new uh, throwdown pack structure. But basically, to collect the jaw moment, which is probably the gem of that collection, uh, they said that there's going to be a special way to attain that. And so the theory out there right now is that there's some po- sort of crafting. And so for people out there who may not be familiar with, you know, kind of the RPG mechanics of, and that that was one thing I loved about your uh, blog Top Shot, Dad. It was cool uh, seeing a little uh, RPG uh, reference in there. But I think that something like that, Top Shot's already thinking about uh, experimenting as of like the next pack drop, which is just a few days away. So. So that's incredible to me, both as a, you know, someone who's interested in the mechanics, as you spoke about, uh, Jeremy, but at the same time, it's just, uh, you know, it could be anything. And so uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting little wrinkle in how they deliver such a gem of a moment uh, to the masses. And so they're probably thinking about that new user experience in terms of them being able to collect it. And so uh, I think that that's a very interesting uh, conversation point in terms of what we think they could do with
3: that.
0: That was one of the biggest takeaways that I got from the entire spaces and blog posts was, was the crafting challenges. And it was, even if it was just a little paragraph, that was enough to get me really excited because I, we don't know exactly what it'll look like. um, But it sounds like uh, take moments, burn them or take specific moments, burn them to get another moment. We don't know if it will be, you know, take x amount of base series three or two moments burn them to get this reward i'd imagine going to be a little different if if the first one is going to be maybe throwdowns related it would be say take five s2 commons and one s2 throwdowns moment you know burn them gone forever turn into this new moment um so whatever that looks like like i said i don't know but that is Um, one of the features that I'm the most excited about, because like, uh, like you said, dream, it's, it's, it is like crafting in a video game. It's taking these resources that, that we have a lot of these moments that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of dupes, um, in their collection that they're just sitting there and maybe they don't want to turn into trade tickets because that's not getting rid of them. That's giving them to someone else and just passing them on. So maybe you do want to burn them to get something more valuable. So it's really, really exciting to see what, what that's going to be. And that's, that's what I'm, I just, I really can't wait to see what they, what they do with that because they said, and I'm sure this is just marketing terms, but they used the term ultra limited, um, in reference to the crafting challenge, uh, rewards.
4: I think like building off the, you know, the IP of the NBA, And creating gamification strategies is so smart. And you do see proper ETH NFT projects building gamified strategies or creating some opportunity. Maybe they're not a game. Like, I'm in this one project right now. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm trying to exit as soon as possible. But essentially, I bought two of these NFTs, and then you could fuse them into one, and it was going to reduce supply. But because the, the, the IP that it's built on is not very compelling and there's not really a drive or a desire to get sucked into lore or get sucked into, in this case, would be the NBA, like, it just sort of falls flat, and it just sort of hits, like, one of those things on a roadmap that, like, people are doing because everyone else is doing it. And so I think, like, having... Leveraging the fact that basketball is literally a game and finding out how you can gamify that experience. But what I don't think we've, we've really talked about enough is, like, it really... From a from a, a dapper perspective, yes, it gives collectors this utility, uh, but it really stimulates the market a lot. I mean, it creates mini markets within the platform, and that is really fun and powerful. When you wake up and you see that all of a sudden you're freaking, uh, you know, you're I'm trying to think of a really obscure, chris chiosa is all of a sudden worth eighty six dollars that you you know was two dollars the night before. You're like, hell yeah. And it makes you want to check and see what's going on. Or Jared Vanderbilt, God, God rest his soul. I think he's still with us, but I, I love you, man. You, you made me a lot of money. And so uh, I think these things are, are these little like micro markets that get made within the platform are really fun. And it makes just having assets in your, I would not want to do trade tickets as much specifically because of that reason. No, I do. Absolutely. I, you had me
1: laughing over here, so I'm trying to, to stop laughing to, so I can talk. But I, I mean, I'm sitting on two Dwayne Washington Jr.'s uh, Top Shot debuts right now. Um, and, you know, usually I would just sell one of those. But since it's a you know, it's his only moment on the platform currently. I'm like, yep, I'm waiting for it to pop, I'm waiting for that, waiting for him to show up in that flash challenge, you know. So uh, definitely I see. hey, just real quick uh, shout. I shout you out earlier, Josh. I see you on here now. Uh, inspired by Mamba. That's my guy.
4: He's a real one for sure since the, I remember him from the early days him and Ganamamba
0: Um I'm I'm you you touched on it a little bit um dad moves but I'm interested um in your thoughts on the the crafting challenges or deflationary mechanism as a whole compared to trade tickets because I know you're a big trade ticket guy you have your whole trade ticket lottery system where you'll just go or it's the patented trade ticket waterfall where you'll get packs, turn those packs into trade tickets and just keep going until you can't do it anymore. So I was just interested on what you thought about this. Um, Instead of turning them into tickets, they're gone uh, forever. And do you see that as a good thing? Um, Do you think it will encourage people to, trade in less, you know, I I think it really depends on what these rewards look like and if it's a permanent system or it's only um, in challenges, maybe once a week, but I was just interested in hearing your thoughts on that.
1: Yes, I I did come up with the uh, trade ticket waterfall uh, for the locker room packs. I'm probably the only psycho Uh, degen like was buying up locker room packs with trade tickets um, instead of saving them for the S one packs. Now, so I don't do it anymore, uh, sad to say, because ever since they, you know, announced that you could buy, I just didn't want to save up to $350. Um, and so what I would do is I would buy these packs and then I would trade in all these S3 moments and then just and just keep it going, like you just said. And just I would just buy locker packs until, oh, and then I would get all these other trade-ins from those locker packs and trade those in and just keep the S2 moments. I, I would always do this just for the locker room packs that contained s2 moments and so that's what i was looking for um and those and it was really fun and it would extend i would it would like just make uh my my ev for these packs uh just higher so it was just a way to do that and it kind of made sense to me uh plus i was like speculating oh maybe maybe a top shot will airdrop uh the top you know locker pack rippers uh some some you know some trophy or something, you know, I was just being ridiculous about it. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, long story short, now that it, now that, that you can actually buy like packs with like 14 tickets, like I bought, or, you know, with seven tickets, whatever I bought the standard packs from the hollow icons last week. So now I'm like saving them for things like that. Um, but for me personally, I like the idea of burning, uh, just burn like gone, gone, gone. Um, and I totally get the locker room and how it works. And yes, it's deflationary for sure. It's just, you know the the only like commitment i saw from top shot they would never like change that were was like a verbal from like you know alan falcon like you know wrote you know on twitter somewhere replying to someone that asked um you know they're just not gone forever they're in the locker room and yes they're not they've said that we're going to keep them there and not you know change this but things change on top shot all the time um and the only real way to to bury him under the ground is to burn them, and i'd be glad to burn moments um if especially if it if it gets me something super cool like you said just like in rpgs and crafting like just see you later i'm just gonna i'm gonna jack this i don't care about this whatever weapon uh for my character i'm gonna make this super weapon or this super moment um and if i if that says i have to say goodbye to this permanently let's go you know so i that that's kind of where i'm at i've stopped a, all my um all my locker room pack uh, fun unfortunately steve thanks for asking
2: okay that's hilarious uh, actually uh i didn't know that anybody else was doing that the coolest thing about that waterfall thing that you were doing i was doing one with my friend and i see him in here i want to give him a shout out m the six man um we sat in a discord call and we'd both be ripping just a million locker room packs and we would basically like if i had let's say um like the But He had the Blazers, like, S2 set, and he was trying to build up collector score, whereas I was trying to hit the Heat leaderboard. So if he hit on, like, a Blazers, or I hit on a Blazers moment, I'd give him that one, and he'd trade me the other one. So I thought it was a really cool way to also stimulate, I guess, like, different sets and, like, the whole pack structure and just the fun of it. I thought that that was a really unique way to be able to collaborate with someone else and just make it like a I don't know like a fun experience we had a blast doing it I think I I must have ripped through like close to like 200 like locker room packs but I don't know it was it was fun just wanted to give a little shout out to him in here
1: no that's that's awesome I mean it was I mean so are you with me are you uh you know willing to do those now as much because now that they're gonna have like you know kind of base packs or different things you can buy with trades tickets like I'm kind of like well maybe I won't do the locker room packs anymore I don't know
2: yeah, not, not so much. I'm in the same boat as you. I stopped because, uh, yeah, uh, collector score is really my big incentive. And so without the pack structure, of, you know, having a certain like, t- I've hit 20,000 collector score quite a while ago. So for me, um, it seems like that's kind of where the gate is. As of this moment, if they increase it, then I could be incentivized to go back in the S2. But it just did the mechanics I guess now don't really lend itself collector score wise for me to have to go and dive in there but at one point or another it was just fun doing it with a friend and so I think I just had a lot of my own like just fun utility with it the burning mechanics are great for the entire ecosystem like Jeremy's right Uh, especially when it comes to team set collecting so if you're somebody out there who still needs to go and boost collector score for sure like that's a that's a fun way to do it and if you do it with another friend uh, you know get a Knicks fan out there if you don't like the Knicks and you like the Boston Celtics well trade your moments among one another are different players and you know you can you can have a lot of fun with it i think when you find somebody cool to collect with
0: yeah i haven't done it um myself but but me and josh have had some fun on stream uh doing some trade ticket waterfall it's honestly just fun to rip packs i don't care who you are you know that's the reason why most of us are on the platform is is to rip packs and just you know you don't know what's inside and just there's such a you know feeling of euphoria when you know that you hear the music um and you know that pack is opening and you're just hovering over and you know like oh do i pick the first spot or or is the good card in the middle spot it's just so much fun um but while we're all up here going back to what jeremy said um a little bit more and talking about the spend based rewards um and i I was wondering what we all collectively thought as you know what would be a good reward what do we want you know as as i i want to say long-term users of the platform even though it's only been around um uh, a year and some change but what would we like to see as incentives for spending i always joke that I want to use my collector score to get a hot dog at a Sixers game. And I know that sounds silly, but it's, it, it sounds, it's something so easy and simple. I know they highlighted in the blog, they said tickets, but I would honestly like a pair of top shot socks for spending like $50 on the marketplace. Like I, I don't need big getaway experiences. Go to the all-star game for life. I don't need that. I'm a, a simple collector. Um, so i I, i'm just asking all you guys what is what is reasonable and and maybe what is realistic for um for these spend rewards yeah yeah i mean um uh, josh inspired by
1: mamba earlier i mentioned you because um you know i think it's real important that they come out with these spin-based rewards to reward collectors uh not doing the gamification you know collecting actual moments that that you like as collectibles because um, they have historical value um and and things like that and and so um you know josh might have some some good ideas here i don't know what you know he would be looking for if you want to request to speak if you feel like it josh um but but i'll, I'll yield the floor to everyone else uh, real quick on this
2: Oh, I didn't know for a moment or wanted to hop in there but uh in terms of the things that I love I mean it's for me it's always going to be the Miami Heat so to the extent that you can get me Miami Heat stuff I'm all good with that so uh that's the real life utility I guess that I'm looking for and I, I don't need to go to a Heat game or whatever it is but even getting to hang out with Gabe Vincent, Max Struss you don't even have to bring me you know Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler but I'd love to be able to just interact with the players and and please not a discord because i've done i did the whole nll kevin durant thing and it was it was cool to have him in there but it, it really wasn't the experience that uh, that i thought we were going to get and speaking of which i believe that robert Ory right now is speaking or doing something with top shot and their discord so be interested to go circle back with other people later on and see kind of what the Experience was like there, but as you refine that over time and technology evolves, so let's say VR, for instance, a lot of these logistical hassles could be maybe a uh, you know a, a yesteryear type of thing. And so I like to think a lot about the MBA community as being very global, very interconnected. And so if there's a way to tap into VR for me, that's more of a maybe five year plan. But that would be to me just kind of the. the the the, the pinnacle of where Top Shot can go. Uh, I can sit there in the stadium in my VR seat or, you know, Bam Adebayo can come by and talk to the collectors on camera that, you know, collected that moment for that night for that Flash Challenger. Who knows? Uh, But those kind of interactive experiences, uh, players being able to sign these NFTs one day, I've seen some pretty cool stuff out there with it. think that the technology itself can lend itself to stretch our imagination in ways that even I can't come up with. But Miami Heat all day, every day, that's where my heart is and that's where it's always going to go.
3: i think for me like I, i'm in seattle so we don't have a local team which is such a bummer hopefully someday um but something like league pass i think would be would be great you know it's just it's such a perfect tie-in you know it's, it doesn't cost them a lot you know I, I think it just makes a ton of sense um especially since you know we're so into these flash challenges every night you know wanting to watch all of these games and you know i'm kind of stuck watching the blazers on some kind of cable something or other that is you know maybe not the best experience for me so that's the one I'm excited about. Uh, but in general, you know, I, I just wish they were doing more in, in arena stuff. I mean, like, it just seems to me so simple to, you know, get a box in a couple of arenas, you know, a few times a year, and just invite local people who have a collector score of X to come down. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they're not doing that. It doesn't need to be this huge, you know, in-person with the, with the booth, which is super cool, but th- that's gotta be expensive. There's a lot of logistics there seems like some simple things, like um, you know, they had all season to do these kinds of things. I, I would have loved to see more of that. And I hope to see that, you know, coming in uh, next season. So
1: we'll see. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that moment, nerd. Because, um, I mean, for me, too, like, I've kind of joked in our chat that um, I, I've taken more Top Shot users to games this year than Top Shot. Uh, and and I don't, I'm not saying it like whatever. I, I love giving tickets away. Uh, to, I have, my company has season tickets uh, to the Mavs. And, um, you know, so I get like a fourth of those or a third of those. I don't know. But um, and um, I've taken, you know, gone to three different games with, with three different people that I've met through Top Shot. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've kind of joked that, you know, just be friends with dad moves and that's better utility than, um, you know, spending whatever 10 grand on, on moments,
2: hoping that you get to go to the
1: <laughs> arena for top shot. So I, I'm with you there. i a nerd and dream straight got his hand up.
2: Yeah. So I got to give a shout out to a uh, top shot kingdom in here. Uh, I see that we got poker pro Eric in the house and we also got, uh, Martin, uh, in here, uh, fellow top shot, uh, kingdom people. And uh, I don't know if anybody's heard about that, but this event was put on completely by Chewy Wolf. And we really do have, you know, you to think, you know, dad moves also uh, shout out to pack rip, uh, Pack rip for, uh, setting up, um, the NFT all-star game at the Naismith hall of fame. It's really fallen onto a lot of collectors to kind of lift up, uh, at the possibilities of what top shot should be able to do. And so, I mean, this was a very interesting arrangement. I've kind of been in, you know, behind the scenes, not organizing the event, but kind of hearing about the struggles of setting certain things up or talking to stadium reps and them never hearing have ever heard about what top shot even is. And so, there's just things like that that it's in some level I understand the logistical hassles on the other end the fact that they don't even know what top shot is I mean was there never an email sent out in uh, and, and, you know just kind of different little details and I'm not gonna divulge at this moment in time but at the very least like chewy put on a very uh, he put on a fantastic event uh, about 40 people out there at the arena top shot did come through and give them a bunch of packs to go and rip at the stadium so and I have seen top shot also with pack trip and his event they have supported collectors up until certain, you know, uh, a certain amount of of, uh, what they could do. Um, So, uh, you know, it really is you guys out there who have really gone in. uh, What I like to say is immortalizing culture, just taking one thing that Roham said one time, but we really are changing the dynamics of what fans can do uh, and connecting people. And and even Top Shot Kingdom, they brought in fans from uh, Detroit. Uh, They brought in fans from all over California, Las Vegas. And so people just wanted to go to a Top Shot event. They wanted to feel that community, that sense of, uh, you know, that, that human instinct. And so uh, I think that Top Shot, they should tap into that because there's a very, um, (laughs) I don't know, it's something so easy to sell. People are seeking it out right now. And so I think that they're working on it. And and the convention is a huge means to that end. Uh, There's just a lot of work to be done there. But I think that the community's made that loud and clear that it should be a priority. And so uh, shout outs to Top Shot Kingdom out there and Chewy Wolf for putting that together because it was honestly incredible for me to see that from far away. And I wish I was there.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, before I let you up, um, inspired by Mama, I just want to say, as you touched on, Dream, you know, the logistical things. It's it's easy for us to sit back and say, yeah, Top Shot just send you know fans to a game, uh, do this, this, and this, and then you know, like you were saying, the the reps don't even know what what Top Shot is. I, it's it's really you know a per stadium thing, you know. Um, you know, one stadium might be playing ball with the NBA while others might, you know, kind of give them some pushback and say, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. Um, but it, it's really awesome to see all these separate little mini Top Shot communities come together. I mean, uh, myself, dad moves in Dr. Jeremy, you know, uh, our friend Pack Rip Ewing, he set up a thing at Madison Square Garden with, you know, a bunch of Top Shot collectors. And, you know, that was that was awesome. That was, you know, my first game in, in a couple of months. And it was Thanks to just being in a top shot community and being in this world and um, just all these people I met. It was, it was fun, you know, seeing my Twitter feed uh, in real life. Um, so I, I think we'll eventually get to the point where I'll, there will be these top shot sanctioned things. But, you know, for a little while longer, there might be um, these community efforts. And I know that's something that they highlighted in their blog um, for for team chord captains to um request some money to be able to do these things. And I think that's awesome that they recognize, um, the community efforts and are are supporting us. So I'm going to let you up, uh, Mamba. I'm going to add you a speaker real quick. Get on up here.
5: You there mama? I think you Hey, hey, sorry about that guys. I'm um, actually I'm just going to be on for a moment. I was uh just leaving an event and um but I was listening in and I could hear everybody and thank thanks for the shout out Dad Moves and Dr. Jeremy. I heard you guys. Um I just wanted to share some thoughts like you guys were saying with the uh, spend-based rewards and I know that when they first brought those up it was kind of in that blog post where they were they addressed a few things and it kind of seemed like it was the response to collector score so my thoughts were maybe that it was going to like, you know, add into that. Or so maybe we get, you know, the utility with the collector score and the spend based rewards as part of it. Like if you have, you spent a certain amount on a certain team, that would be taken into account. Um, So that, those are kind of my thoughts with that. And, and also I just thought it was interesting, the difference between, you know, the top shot sets and the utility with that and the team sets, I mean, in the team, the, the full team sets, um, I understand that it is, you know, it's probably hard. Each arena has their own rules and, and everything like that. Um, but I guess I'd be interested if Topshop just started rewarding, the, like they, they could do airdrops, they could do certain things like that that would reward the team set owners before, you know, they get all the clearance for the in arena utility and stuff. So just want to share those thoughts and uh, I'll be listening. Thanks, guys.
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, What's to say they can't go buy 100 Laker jerseys and drop them on you? Right, Josh, Um, for for having the Lakers set, Um, you know, there's things they could do that are team specific um, that that they don't need necessarily clearance or, you know, um, you know, help from the NBA teams if if they're if they're on their own thing and, and they're not willing to play. I by think... the way. Oh, oh go ahead. Go, no, ahead go ahead. I was just, Josh why Josh is up here um, early on. And I'm still probably one of the last holdouts that still believe that hardcore is going to happen. It's, it's not, a, it's a, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people feel rugged by hardcore um, and, and, and it's the, the ultimate unicorn, I think of top shot. Um, I certainly have been buying even back in, in, in the summer of 21, I was, buying and making purchases speculating on hardcore um uh and you know and so um i i still think it, it's it's on the horizon at some point and one thing they did say was that their mobile app is going to be happening um i think by the end of this year is what they said the mobile app and the mobile app they said is a precursor to the mobile game so i'm I'm just saying I'm not I'm not saying I'm that guy. I'm Charlie Day in the meme, uh, just like in the article I wrote. Um, I'm just saying that, that was out there. Steve, you there? I think I've lost your your mic. But um, did anyone else have any uh, questions for anybody? If anyone else wanted a question or talk to Mo- ask Moment Nerd or Dream, um, our guests here, or anyone a question, let Steve
2: know. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know if like that was like a silence because of my end because I saw that it was connecting. Uh, but in terms of hardcore, I mean, it, it was really interesting. I really appreciated that about your blog because I felt like I was the only one yelling into the void about it. Like, I was fairly certain that around December, when we went through the last, you know, kind of uh, uh, little slump, that basically uh, Roham had all but said, at first, hardcore later. And so people feeling rugged on that, I get it. They said they had some slide a long time ago, and even I think you referenced it in your blog, but... It always seemed to me that the app was certainly the priority first and that had its own hurdles and then Hardcourt would kind of happen after because there's all these other mechanics that you have to figure out too, like this, you know, crafting, for instance, if that's going to be a part of Hardcourt, why would you release the game before you beta test that out to the public? So uh, things of that nature, you really got to make th- sure things are refined in that way. And also to the educational part of this, like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to really, f- they're not going to realize that crafting is crafting until it actually happens. And so there's cer- that certain element of educating mass adoption and kind of all this active user base and slowly gearing them into the gamification aspect of it that I think not a lot of people rate enough of. But uh, certainly things like Aspen and putting these spaces together kind of help connect uh, these ideas in ways that uh, maybe, um, you know, it's a hurdle. It's always going to be a hurdle for crypto, for Top Shot uh, in terms of communicating these kinds of uh, uh, uh connections between all these different ways that you can use uh, these NFTs. So I, I thought that was really interesting from your blog.
1: thanks dream i i appreciate it man yeah i mean i just i'm a gamer and um you know my kids are gamers and i love the nba too um but video games like they've just and so to have both for me um that's that's kind of definitely my thing and i'm a collector too i've got some some moments i still buy strictly for collecting um mostly my dirks uh and stuff like that dirk luke you know my guys so Um, There's definitely things that I'm, you know, I have a I have a foot in that too. I I am not abandoning collecting, which I think is, you know, the basis for all of this, right? So um I I really appreciate those thoughts and 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 I think Top Shop's doing a good job with this. So um, you know, is how they're like I said, is counterbalancing the gamification with this this market spend is gonna be really important.
2: Yeah, and I will say there's one thing that, you know, uh, at least with my experience, I played NBA 2K since the original NBA 2K. So, I mean, I played in the combine, you know, for Pro-Am. I see my buddy, I'm the sixth man, is still in here. And uh, he's actually my teammate on our boards to buckets uh, 2K team, which we go out there and, you know, just uh, like to, you know, rep top shot a little bit in our own community. Um, And so, I mean, I've been playing uh, my career now. I think it's been since 2000. Uh, 2K17, 2K18. Uh, and so basically, uh, for people that don't know and aren't aware of what that is, you're basically like a human metaverse avatar. So I create my player online and I could walk around with him in like this graphical metaverse. And I can actually link up and play blacktop on the court with other people. I can play in the rec. I can create my own team, like the Boards the Buckets team, slap a logo on it, create my own jerseys. There's all sorts of really cool ways that I've already experienced with 2K uh, and my journey with that whole community in comparison from a community standpoint versus Top Shot, like Top Shot is in such a different like level in terms of just how you're able to help advance the product. And so with 2K, you're never, <laughs> it's been the same like haircuts, I think now for three games in a row, <laughs> the amount of like, just there's so many like problems that the community has advocated to go and fix that. And they've never responded in the kind of way that Top Shot does for us. So I'm very excited about where they could take.